0: What's going on, mailing, listeners, crew, mail-inners? I'm Brad Merriman. I'm your host today. Happy Friday, everybody. To my right, the lovely one and all. Sally DeFreeze, good morning. Sally, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm a little hungover, a little tired. Mm. I have a bruise on my head.
0: I was going to ask about that. Here's the deal. And, And real quick. We, you cannot see that said bruise because uh, we are the bad, bad boys, bad girls of YouTube, and so the mail-in currently does not have a YouTube channel.
1: But Circling Back does. Circling the, Back to, uh,
0: Circling Back is so back. We are back. We are officially back. So
1: maybe, oh, teas so. <laughs> and peas to the mail-in YouTube, and uh, hopefully we're back up and running.
0: Perhaps next week you'll see our lovely faces, and you could see my spray tan if you... Uh, if but you, we're not if you... even
1: recording this. Right you, Now, yeah, I, I know, like I, video recording. I know
0: it's sad. You can't see Sally's bruise in her head, you can't see my spray tan. Here's tough, the tough, tough for the squad. Anyway, what happened?
1: I ran into a Botox needle in my forehead. Oh my god, straight to the vein.
0: <laughs> so, here, Wait, here, were you you weren't getting Botox? Yes, okay, yeah, okay, that, the, yes, you headbutted a Botox needle
1: on purpose. <laughs> uh, okay. here's the thing. I, well, and actually it was disport. Um I, um, at work, I've just been wearing this bruise on my head and like not even attempting to cover it up because I've mm. had it since Saturday. Got it. And people at work are like, oh my God, what happened? Because in the OR, we've got a lot of different monitors and things like that. Bleep, there's like bleep, one, bleep. there's one video screen when we're doing robotic surgery. Mm-hmm. Did, you know, surgery on a grape. Robot. Oh, robot? the uh, the Da, da, da Vinci. Vinci. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So there's monitors so you can see what's happening. And mm-hmm. there's one in OR11 that I literally smacked my head on like probably weekly mm, nice. uh, to the point of like I almost concussed myself <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> like a couple months ago. So I could have lied. Uh-huh. I could have just been like I ran into a monitor. I might lie at the wedding tonight if people can see it. Can you?
0: Yeah, I was just saying, can you do a little like little patchwork on that? Yeah, I can put some okay. concealer
1: on it. I haven't done it at work because, like, honestly, I don't even wear makeup at work sure. usually. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of haven't cared. And when people have asked, I've been pretty upfront about it. And I'm like, I got Botox or Dysport. I got Dysport. People know Botox like name recognition a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I got it last Saturday for the point of like looking wrinkle free for this wedding today. Yeah, it looks great. And. Uh, now I have a fucking bruise. So Yeah.
0: Do, uh, when you walk in the OR, are they like, code black and blue? No. No, they don't say that. They don't make a joke like that. No. You probably can't really mess with codes. They don't want to do that.
1: Well, do you know what a code brown is? Uh,
0: I, I would guess it it's what I think it is, right?
1: When like, someone shits themselves? Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I was going <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm dealing with that mm-hmm. today. Teas and peas. You um, kind
0: of have a big, uh, big little weekend here, starting last night with, yeah. a, with a little anniversary dinner. Right? Well,
1: today's my actual anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Thank you. And happy future anniversary to Baron Laura. Oh, they, today. oh, my gosh. That's We're awesome. Share one. Uh, Very cool. Today is our fourth wedding anniversary. Oh, my God. I know. Yesterday was the ninth year anniversary of me applying to be Will's girlfriend. That. That is
0: insane. Yeah, that's insane. That I've known you for more than half of y'all's relationship. Yeah, I know. And it's been four years since your super spreader event. Since
1: my my COVID <laughs> super spreader event. Yeah. Oh
0: my god.
1: Uh, yeah. So we we because we're at the wedding tonight. We celebrated last night, mm-hmm. and um, had a, a couple cocktails. Would you go with? I went with the Cosmo, oh, and then uh, they brought us champagne because it was our anniversary. Champagne. And then I got um, like a, it, it was a specific cocktail to Jeffrey's, but it was kind of Cosmo esque. Mm-hmm. Although Will told me it was a quote best ingredient uh, Mexican Martini, which what, I didn't have a problem. Is, with. Okay, what is what's the just best like ingredient? high high quality oh, ingredients top shelf? But Mexican it wasn't martini. it wasn't tequila. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was okay. vodka, but it was very limey, and so I think he mm. it it kind of gave off like a Mexican martini. Feel.
0: Interesting. I, I'm I'm trying to think of like okay, you have a Mexican martini, you have a like a knockout. What what is just lime juice and vodka? Is that called something?
1: I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Because like a Mexican martini is is. Tequila. Uh, vodka or I'm sorry, not vodka, tequila, lime juice, and right. olive juice.
0: Right. But I'm I'm thinking I'm like can we just can we just do vodka and lime well, juice?
1: Well, but I think a lot of people do like vodka soda lime. I, yeah okay. something with just lime juice might be like aggressive. You gotta yeah. it's too much citrus. You gotta tamp that down with something else. Very much so. Usually. Yeah
0: last time I uh had Cosmo shots to Caroline and her mom uh I got absolutely tanked on cosmos
1: cosmos are having a moment i've talked about this multiple times i'm really enjoying them and jeffrey's makes a great cosmo really yeah it's important for cosmos i think to you do not want it to be you want it to be opaque Mm, you you want like fresh lime juice good cranberry juice the cosmos of you know days past that like people probably often associate with are like Almost look like clear cranberry juice. Those are gross. Mm, okay. You want like something with a little more more body. I think
0: Cosmo drink recipe.
1: It's it's uh, vodka, mm-hmm. cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. I think it's quantro and lime.
0: Yep, and lime. That's, I mean, it's really good. I think I yeah. just had really strong ones. I would love to do a little like uh, a Cosmo with tequila.
1: Yeah, because it would be basically it would be a cranberry basically margarita. margarita. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I'm learning a lot today, so what would you go with on the dinner side of it?
1: I got a steak. Nice. We'll got a rack of lamb. And, Dude loves uh, lamb. Yeah, he went after it. Uh, I, I honestly can't believe he ate the whole thing. It was massive. Bitty. He was I, a hungry boy.
0: Quick aside, I grew up not eating meat until I was 16 uh, because I had a kidney disease, which mm-hmm. sort of kept me out of the Gotta go the low, red meat low world. protein. Yeah. Yeah. Had to go low pro. Uh, had to, you know, pea sticks, the whole nine for years of my life. Yeah. Um, and so, right around 14, 15, went to my doctor. He's like, Your kidneys are functioning at a pretty, you know, a, a normal rate, I guess. Yeah. They're never to be perfect. But he's like, you, you can give it a try and see how your body reacts. So, the first thing I ever had was chicken wings. And since that day, I've loved, loved them. Um, but still, if I have like if I order a steak, that's anything more than like an eight ounce fillet, no chance can I finish it? Yeah. I mean, my body just fills up on red meat like immediately. Yeah, if I, I if I finish a burger from like a, like Carve or something like that, shocking. So it's too yeah. bad. I just love like five or six bites of a steak. That's I had a six
1: ounce; it was perfect amount.
0: That's that's ideal. That's I ideal. don't need
1: anything more than that. Okay, that's a, think about like. How much meat that is sitting I know. in your stomach?
0: I know. You ever think about like if you eat, you know, a sixteen ounce porterhouse or ribeye, you're like one pound of meat, and that's like that's disgusting. A percent of your body at that point, or yeah, half a percent of your body. Yeah, that's Wild. pretty upsetting. It is. Uh, can I can I steam on something? Sure. So my uh, I'm also going to this wedding tonight. Shouts mm-hmm. to Barrett and Laura. Um, I will be wearing a new tux that I bought. As, from uh the black tux at nordstrom i okay. guess is yeah it's like a you know they're 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 a consumer direct-to-consumer tuxedo company and right. suit company problem being well first I'll, I'll say this um i have three weddings this year that are all black tie or black tie like
1: which is why i always say that you should just buy a tux
0: that's it's like buying skis it's like buying tuxedos it's buying suits if you have enough on the calendar or figured you will at some point mm-hmm. it, it checks out so i will i will be in the black by the end of this year on this touch for sure um so to speak that wasn't that was pun not intended um but i got it delivered okay on friday okay so i was basically up against it to get it tailored do the whole thing and it doesn't need a ton of tailoring which is why i'm gonna wear it tonight untailored which I'm, nervous about but remember it was a little cold last weekend Mm -hmm. i went to pick up my tux friday and turn it around pretty much immediately go get it tailored you know pay for the rush whatever i went to the lockers the automated lockers at my apartment complex that are outside okay they wouldn't open like put in my code it's like locker door opening and nothing happens so I'm like, come on. So I call their, I like their hotline number, and I'm like, hey, you know, these things aren't. Can you reset the machine? He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. Let me read. Like we can reset it offsite. Resets it. Nothing. I'm like, come on, guys. So I'm. Uh, the, he's like, the leasing office should have some sort of master key, right? To pop open like every locker. Yeah. Go to my leasing office. They're like, oh, we can, you know, we can go give it a try. They don't have a ma- like a physical key. They have a pin that's just supposed to open every locker. So she's like, okay, but, bu- 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 oh yeah, it doesn't not working." And she's like, "Oh, this happens sometimes when it gets cold." I'm like, "So you couldn't get your tux out?" So I couldn't get my touch until Monday. Like Monday afternoon, the email. I go pick it up, and at this point, I don't want to pay for, like alterations and the rush, the fee. rush, 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 like super rush. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna raw dog it and uh, go off the rack tonight.
1: Here's the deal. Two things, Brett. Yeah. Number one, you got to go to my girl Lydia because yeah. she will do a great tailoring job, and also mm-hmm. she, I've had her brush stuff, and she doesn't charge that much. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I need. I need Off her twenty two twenty two. I need her. Uh, give me, yeah. Give me her contact info. Number two, mm-hmm.
1: mm, you should have gone a little Karen, like just a, a smidge Karen. Uh,
0: I would have loved. I like it's like an armored. Like how do you get in? Just
1: you you literally it? are like. You need to send someone to yep. open these right now. I I don't I,
0: even know what you do.
1: <laughs> you you pitch a fit to multiple people. Yeah. I mean, that makes me sound like Karen.
0: I, no, I, but th-
1: this used to happen to us at our old apartment. Oh, and, like, so what would happen is they were inside, but the codes wouldn't work or there mm-hmm. would be, like, they would put it – like, there was – individual ones and then there was like big ones that like they put big packages in but they would like screw it up a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and i multiple times made our leasing office go open every single door and like look for my package (laughs) because it was like stuff that was like time sensitive like i needed a dress or i needed a whatever and so (laughs) they would get so pissed at me and i'm like i'm sorry
0: like this is on you just we i'm fine with having a locker with a key yeah and just open it up
1: manually what happened to that We also had that like USPS would deliver Mm. to our mailbox, then have a bigger locker and leave a key in your thing, which was way nicer. Yeah. Honestly, best part about having a house is that they just deliver it straight to your
0: porch. I know. And there's no like- But like slash worse
1: because people can steal Uh, off your porch.
0: Yeah. I guess people can steal. I had something stolen from my apartment for the first time. Like got the picture of the UPS, like, Mm -hmm. yep, that's my door. That's my doormat. Got home and it was gone. It was just a pair of pants, but I was like- yeah i was like what
1: really no really? i mean the one yeah one happened one time hasn't happened again but i was like come on dude yeah that's it's, insane it's, at christmas you got to be really vigilant because yeah. people are out there just stealing shit yeah if it, if it's anything like super important i have it delivered like either i like leave it at the ups and i go pick it up mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or i make sure someone's gonna be home in the delivery window because i yeah same thing i get so pissed and <sighs> stuff like that Run some some vigilante shit. Should we uh, actually do the podcast?
0: Let's do the pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-M-A-I-L, that is 888-362-6245, or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast or in the description of this episode. Um, let's just jump into it, Sally. I have an am I an asshole question. Okay. I... A single 30-year-old invited a girl who I haven't seen in two years to a drinking celebration in my hometown uh, known as Chatterfest. Shouts to Saratoga Springs. We hung out all day, finally kissed at the end of the day. This was a kiss I've been wanting for years. Ooh. Uh, After she left, an hour later, a girl I met on a dating app invited me to the bars Uh, I was at earlier in the day to drink and hang out with friends. This interaction with me sleeping at her house that night with her. Am I an asshole for quote connecting with two different women in the same day? No, it's an easy one. It's it's no, you're not an asshole you're not for in it. A relationship you're dating. A you're not e- in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I I chowder fest is an all day activity, and then the, it kind of bleeds into the bars at night. But I wonder why she didn't go out with you at night. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think. I think the guilt here is probably his own guilt. Like if you – you're an asshole if like you are with the second girl and the first girl sees you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like – I'm not saying that like getting caught makes you the asshole but what I'm saying is like then you're going to have to, like, explain and et cetera, et cetera. That's, yeah.
0: It sounds like you've been waiting for the, the first one for a minute here.
1: Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, you don't have any, like, allegiance to either of them. You're not dating any of them exclusively. Mm. Like, the the guilt this guy feels himself is probably because he – was been wanting to get with the first girl for a while, yeah. And then he just like probably was drunk and followed his dick to like another girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know maybe that should tell you something about which girl you like more.
0: Yeah, I mean if you like the first girl, you feel guilty about it. You go out with a second girl that you don't know very well, dating app girl, and maybe that's that's a one time fling. And you uh, you bring the first girl to to a, a nice dinner next week. Yeah, yes. why not? That's an easy one, though. No, you're not an asshole. Um, the guilt you feel might tell you something about the first girl. Right. How about that?
1: But, like, you don't owe either of them anything.
0: No. Um, after you go to the bars, though, you know what you can do in the morning?
1: Drink a liquid IV.
0: Liquid IV. Staying up late, hanging out with friends, yelling at the game on TV. You do a lot over a big weekend. I'm going to need a liquid IV tomorrow morning, Sally.
1: I'm going to pre-liquid IV tonight.
0: Ooh. All right. I'm going to pre-Tums. I'm going to pre-liquid IV.
1: Yeah. Leave one on your bedside.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Or mm-hmm. even just throw it in the water on your bedside. Mix it up. Right. You got uh, to be careful, though. You, can't, you don't only let it get warm. Use a Yeti. Put some ice in it.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Leave it and then put it in your ice water before you go to bed.
0: I got you. Liquid I got you, IV I is hydrating you for any event. Doesn't matter if you're going to work out, if you're doing a wedding, uh, if you're just feeling... A little dehydrated at your desk. I don't think we drink enough water, as a society. No, Sally.
1: We're chronically dehydrated.
0: We are chronically, which dehydrated. is why
1: my wrinkles look worse. being oh, yeah? Dehydrated.
0: I need to drink. I need to drink more water. Yeah. Look IV can help with that because they give you two times the hydration of water alone. How about that? Three times the electric lights, three times the electrolytes, excuse me, of the leading sports drink. No artificial sweeteners, plus zero sugar in the sugar free version. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Sally, weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar free, in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com. And use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Want to do the next one?
1: Yeah. Hello, Brett and Sally. I'm a 28-year-old female working in corporate America as a software engineer. For the last three years, I've had this feeling building within of extreme dissatisfaction with my career. I thought it may have just been the company, so I switched companies. This company is great. They pay well, and I have full remote flexibility, great benefits, but I still feel the same way. I really feel like I'm wasting my life while I'm working, and after work, I feel drained. I chose this field in college because of the financial benefits, even though I wasn't passionate about it. I just figured the passion would come later. I don't really know what to do, but I've had a feeling like this. I want to do something more creative or build something with my hands. Do you have any advice for someone who feels like they want to do a total 180 career-wise? Where should I start? Should I start by trying to expand my hobbies or something? Thanks for the advice.
0: I did it. Never too late. Yeah, never too late, one. 28 is about that time, too, where you're like, ooh, I need to... Not I need to figure things out, but it would be nice to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You kind of get a little antsy. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not happy. Yeah. You're like, ooh, I can either continue down this path because I'm starting to get established in my career or good time to to throw the ripcord on it, pivot. So yes. perfect time for it, I'd argue. Honestly, you're young enough that your responsibilities are manageable. Right. You're old enough that you have experience. and probably some financial stability or at least more than you would at 22 23 Mm -hmm. um and you you obviously are smart you're a software engineer so uh, yeah i mean i i think the biggest thing here is you don't well unless you want to unless you have the ability to like pull the six months of like going to find yourself and then figuring it out if for me i'd want to know what i want to get into right before pulling the ripcord, I guess.
1: I think there's a couple ways to go about this. Sure. Number one, if you have, like, truly no idea, Mm -hmm. then you probably need to, like, do some soul searching, possibly while you're still working. because That's that's kind
0: of my idea. Right.
1: But if you have, like, some, like, really in the back corner of your mind, like, oh, I've thought about this, but I've never, like, actually pursued it. mm Mm-hmm there's a there's a couple different avenues you can do what Will did which is like he was working and then just like started his tumblr and like was doing it as a side gig yeah and and like literally was pouring all of his time into it like his free time and like post work and things like that to the point where he like built it up enough to he was like okay I can like make this into something Mm -hmm. or and and while you're doing that you can Put money aside so that you, you know, after six months to a year, you can be like, okay, I feel comfortable where I can go off on my own and do whatever it is that I'm going to do and have like some financial, like, you know, like a little nest egg to run off of. Then you can go the opposite and just go full blown, like quit your job and like live off the money you have and also have the... Sometimes when you don't have that nest egg, you don't have the financial freedom, it puts a fire under your ass a little bit more because sure. you're like, I now I have to, to make do money. Mm-hmm. I think there is a good balance between those two things. So I think you – if you have an idea of something you want to do, then you start like kind of working at it and keep working just to put some money away but maybe don't. Like, give yourself like a timeline, like by the end of twenty twenty four we're like, mm-hmm. I'm done, totally um, because otherwise, you'll get into a rut where you're you know it's too comfortable, even though you hate your job, but you like making money, and maybe you haven't fully poured yourself in. So you just have to kind of decide what is best for your personality. Some mm-hmm. people are like, I need the time to fully pour myself into this new thing. I need to not be in my old job. I need the fire under my ass. Like they're the like extremists. Then there's the people that are like too cautious. They're like, I'm going to like stay at my job. I'm going to make money. I'm going to kind of do this on the side. But you've got to like strike somewhere in the middle for the most part for most people because you you need to be able to put enough time into the new thing. Mm-hmm. That it can become something, unless this is like going back to school, and then
0: that's that was what I was going to say. And yeah. then
1: you're just like, okay, I got to quit my job and go back to school, which mm-hmm. is fine too. Yeah. I uh, so all of those are possibilities, and I don't think you know it's not the end of the world to like change your career at 28. No, I, I think we've talked about this in the past, but like, and our generation, and really like the generation of people in front of us. Like our parents were the only, probably the boomers were like the last generation of people to really not switch careers mm-hmm. because it's like not normal for someone to do the same thing for 40 plus years. Oh, at the same company. At like the same company. Of, I mean like- A lot of very, But and, like that that yeah. exists. So I mean like we have, you know, my brother-in-law's dad literally was at like his oil company for like an, yeah. 40 something years. Uh-huh. Before he retired and like got a pension, et cetera, et cetera. And like that's almost unheard of now because totally. it's like now you are exposed to a lot more things. You have like – that was like a choice that they they didn't have a choice, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Yeah, right. They It was – they were better off staying and, and climbing the ladder, so to speak, because those raises were were more, right. you know, significant. Now – Like society it, has you, changed. You play the free agent game and you yeah. make way more – you know, if money is your driving factor – you end up making way more by jumping from company to company, right? To climb the ladder versus sticking it out for your incremental, like right. 10%. And, and it's
1: like a generational thing of like we don't feel like we need to be tied down to one thing, totally, just because that's what we are trained in or what we were told we were supposed to do or whatever. And we you also know? have
0: more like we have linked like we have job search engines, right. right? You can see thousands of openings. You're like, oh, that looks cool. That's cooler than I the thing I'm doing now. Yeah, And I have no problem, like, relocating to do it. Yeah. And and people are like, oh, we can keep up on FaceTime if you want to move away from your family. People like, it's just a different world. Totally different world.
1: I think if you really have no idea, it's important to go back and be like, before I decided to be a software engineer, mm-hmm. like, was there anything I was passionate about? Is there anything that I like? Like, am I just doing this life because I you making money and it's easy or are there like is there anything i'm passionate about and maybe maybe to spark that you need to like take a trip or like start rent randomly taking classes of something like i don't know how to like tell someone to go find what you're yeah like how
0: how do i how do i know what i'm passionate about it's like well you you have to do some self-reflection
1: but also everyone's different in that aspect too some people have like To me, I for me it's always been like, is there a nagging feeling in the back of my head like I should be doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, or like I wish I did that.
0: There's also like people can be passionate about things and not it doesn't have to be your career. Right. Right. Like there's like, you know, if you want if you love refinishing furniture, that's a tough way to make a living by yourself unless you're doing a bunch of refinishings and then maybe it doesn't become a passion anymore, but then it becomes a job. That's the one thing I would caution when you are working your passion as your career is it can get it can become a job very quickly right um but i yeah i I just how do you tell somebody like hey go like go find your passion
1: well and the other thing is too exactly what you just said it doesn't have to be a career like what if you find something you really love doing after work and then you just are going to work to like it your career doesn't always have to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Your
0: career can finance your passion. Exactly. Perhaps. Yeah.
1: And maybe your passion is traveling, or maybe your passion is like throwing pots, or maybe like mm-hmm. it's music or whatever it is. I think that's kind of where Will was with scariest for a long time was like I like that was his passion and he was doing it outside of work and his career like his job at the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it a career was just funding it until he realized like oh I can make a career out of this. Mm-hmm. But even like picking up a hobby or something like that that is really you're really passionate about that you can throw yourself into and just kind of like cuz honestly if you really don't care about being a software engineer you're not like trying to get promotions or anything just like go in work the job and then go home and yeah. like
0: sort of use it as the pay for the pay- uh, paycheck right. right
1: Like I There are – I mean I I love my job sometimes Mm -hmm. and I also hate it sometimes. But I I am very much knowing that the times I hate it, like it's funding my life Mm -hmm. and the times I like it, I'm like, cool, I'm glad I'm doing this. But you don't – not every person, unfortunately, if we like pulled the crowd is going to love every aspect of their job all the time and probably a lot of them feel like I fucking hate it. Yeah, I you know it's. But I also think like just because you hate something, unless, unless there's something that you're like, I was meant to be a nurse. I need to go back to school and be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Then go do it. But if you're unsure, like find something that you like, and that that just may need to. You need to do some self reflection, start signing up for some classes, meet some people, ask your friends what they're into, ask your family members what they're into. Like sometimes it just happens upon you you know
0: totally. i love asking people like i when i you know you're at a bar and you're having a drink with somebody i love asking them like if money was no object what would you what what would be the most fulfilling like way to spend your day or days or yeah. weeks like what what would you do in your ideal career that that paid you in in time not money yeah and i think it's fascinating to hear people's answers cuz they're like oh well i would love to do be a travel influencer i would love to for me, I want to build golf courses. Like that's my dream.
1: And, and if you're really unsure, you can do like some of those personality tests and things like that. That can mm-hmm. kind of be like, this is what you your personality is like, and these are jobs that are suited to you, there or you like go. things that are suited to you. If you're like totally lost,
0: what what's it? I I T.
1: Are you an INTJ?
0: Man, I did it. In you're college. not an
1: introvert though.
0: I'm an I'm an introverted extrovert, Sally. So am I. Um, I'm definitely an, an extrovert, but like I also I'm probably more of an extroverted introvert. Honestly,
1: I think a lot of people though realize that they're actually probably pretty introverted the more that they get older. Oh, totally. Because you just like appreciate being by yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh I'm an ESFP. I want to say I'm an INTJ. An extroverted, I, I, I sensing, feeling. I forgot mm, what P something stands like for. That.
0: I did There's Oh man I forgot what it is There's one that's like 200 questions And it's really Is it an enneagram like, Or whatever it's, an, it's called It's like an enneagram On steroids I'm a yeah. th- I'm a three
1: I don't know what I am
0: Three And there's like wings Like three, two, nine I remember Or eight Something like that But I'm a three dominant Whatever the fuck that means So We we should do uh, We'll do enneagram tests Okay Put our results live on On the mail-in <laughs> Okay Sally, my wife and I are planning on having a kid next year. Any advice on ways that I can prepare it's simple
1: right? You can't that's uh, the thing
0: right is like how many people are on this planet? Eight billion now?
1: Are you there think eight billion people we
0: hit eight, yeah, oh shit, is that crazy? We're supposed to level off at some point, but are we scoop
1: uh okay no i I mean. Is there stuff I? W- the thing about being a parent is that you say a bunch of shit, and especially the people who plan for it are like, mm-hmm. "I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this," and then you eat your words because none of that shit happens. Or like everyone experiences a different like pregnancy, uh, um, or child or whatever. So sure, everything that you plan for. E- Goes out the window. You B. plan
0: God laughs, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, The biggest thing I would say, because it, there there's very little that can, you can prepare for parenthood um, in the sense of like, be, you will be ready to be a parent and like know yourself and know that your life is going to change and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that people don't realize when they're younger, and I'm talking like, late 20s before before any of your friends have really had kids sure. um is to understand i think the best way to be prepped is to understand that it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go and i'm speaking most specifically about pregnancy mm, okay. um i thankfully was able to get pregnant easily and um did so after some of my friends had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it made me very cognizant of what other people were going through. Also, because I was working at a fertility center, but there is a lot of, um, when you're younger and you, you don't realize that pregnancy loss is as rampant as it is. Mm-hmm. About one in four pregnancies that like we know of because not everyone is reported, et cetera that's crazy, um you think like okay we're we're gonna start trying in a year, and we're gonna travel and do all this, and then you have no idea like what that mm. journey is gonna look like. You can get healthy and you can do this and that, and you can prepare for it, but like I think the most thing to prepare for is that, yes, we're gonna try in a year, but we need to be very open minded about what our goals are. So one thing that Will and I did, and a part of this was because I worked at a fertility center, was that we sat down, not really sat down, but like we were like, okay, we're gonna start trying. Some of my friends were like had already had a kid and were like on their second kid. And I was like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. He was ready ish. Um and I was like most fertility doctors are gonna tell you that before you go do anything unless you specifically know like I had cancer or I you know like my um I had surgery or what whatever it may be I know fertility is going to be an issue for me. Okay. Most of them will tell you that you need to try naturally no birth control for 6 months before you even do any fertility stuff. Okay. Um so we kind of just sat down and we're like okay here's our timeline like if if this doesn't happen for us how far are we willing to go? Are we going to like go full board, do all the IVF stuff, are we going to, like, are we open to adoption? Are we open to this and that? Mm -hmm. Because if you are really wanting to be a parent, it's important to set limits on things. Because I think what happens is people get really – Um caught up in it. And then they don't think like, now we've gone down this line and spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And obviously in the current political climate, things have changed. Um, so it's important to like, make your goals. Like, are we open to adoption if this doesn't work? Are we, and I I know that's a really pessimistic view of stuff, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately in 2024, we're having babies later. We, um, you know, are exposed to a lot more things, things like that. The fertility is not as straightforward as it once was. And maybe because there's more knowledge about it, like probably our parents were having trouble conceiving. We just didn't know because the sure, internet yeah. didn't exist and mm-hmm. things like that. Um So that's my number one is like to know that it might not happen exactly. And I, I pray that it does for these people. Mm-hmm. Like um, number two is <laughs> – This is why I'm like, you can't really prepare because the more you start talking about it and you talk with your friends and you're like, we're going to do this and we're going to raise the baby this way. We're not going to do screen time. We're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. That makes Uh you sound so stupid two years from now when you have a child and you're like slapping them in front of the TV and like letting them eat French fries off the ground. Like you can, you can absolutely decide what kind of parent you're going to be. I think Uh the biggest conversations are going to be like, how do you want to raise this kid? Are we going to, you know, like, are we going to be a daycare family? Are we going to be a nanny family? Like, do we care about religion? Do we care about this and that? Like totally. Yeah. All things you have, things like that, that are not like that will impact their life. But a lot of those decisions you don't have to make until the kid's there. Yeah. And the more you try to plan for it, the the more you're, like, going to set yourself up for failure when you don't meet the expectations you created for yourself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Totally. I think the biggest thing that I, as a non, uh, non-married, non-child-haver at this point, um, communicate, support your wife or significant other yeah. in, like, every step of the way. Knowing that they have it much uh, much rougher than us guys do um, in terms of the emotions, the physical changes, the mental change, like all of that. So it's like support is number one. I guess is is knowing that things are going to be hard and emotional, and uh, just being there is probably the the number like rule number one. Um, and then two, I think the biggest thing I notice with friends who have children is the the child care set up. Like I think before I had a kid, I'd want to know, okay, do we have grandma? Do we have aunt? Do we have nanny? Do we have babies? Like what is going to be our plan when it comes to if mom and dad want to go have a beer or mom and dad want to go to Aspen for the weekend? Like is that an option? Are we going to be a family that does that? Or are we going to be a family that values that? And so I think the, the child care thing would be pretty high on my to-do list. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Sally's literally left. This is what right? I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: Like okay, you can think about that, but like
0: and then it changes immediately, it, right? You
1: can't you really can't like hire a nanny or even like know you're going to have a nanny until they're like already here.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: But but yes, it's good to know like mm-hmm. hey, we are completely by ourselves. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out child care. Or like, oh, my parents live here and like they're open to it. Sure. Yeah. Yes. You can have those conversations. Kind like, like
0: taking the temperature on f- immediate family. Yeah. Like, hey, how how involved yeah. do you all want to be in this child? Like, not not rearing, but like, are you are you guys available on a Monday night kind of thing?
1: But also at the same time, like you, again, don't know yourself. You don't know. Are we like – until the kids here, like, are we going to be – some people, once the kids there, like, their anxiety is too high, they never want to leave them. So, yeah. like, again, you got to just <laughs> – babysitters exist, nannies uh, exist, daycares exist. You can do that once the kids here, or once you're pregnant. Like,
0: Read the books and and uh, tweet, tweet about it.
1: The thing is about parenthood is um, – everyone is fucking it up all the time and, and uh,
0: this is my uh, to my first point there's eight billion people on the planet Right,
1: people have been doing this for uh, millennium mm-hmm. uh millennia and uh people who are way less prepared than this question and ask uh are having kids all the time yeah that's what i have to tell myself when i'm when i'm screwing it up i'm like you know what he's alive so that's that's a plus
0: that's that's what matters. Hey, is he alive? He's
1: mostly happy, I think. Yeah. Uh, is,
0: it, is he chilling? Is he sitting in front of TV watching soccer? All right. We're Fritz we're pretty good. real
1: big Jungle Book phase. Huge. Love that. Probably like twice Phases daily. Phases are
0: so interesting.
1: But he also, you know, what his current phase is. This is like how we get him to stop watching TV is to go outside and collect sticks.
0: Will was mentioning that the other His day. Big stick dude collecting. just loves collecting sticks he at loves, home, at school. They're yeah, like,
1: like, he carries them around with him. He's very into the sticks. I don't.
0: That's all. I mean, is with the with the new with the new crib, the new yard. Like, dude, just dude just collecting sticks. I love yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. I'll be chopping wood next. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to build a fire, maybe have a meal. I have a I have a a thing for you. A factor, Sally. Yeah. Factors delicious. ready-to-eat meals make better make eating better. excuse me, every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor has been awesome for – this is a very specific scenario. Thursday nights, play hockey, uh-huh. usually very late. So I am stuck in like dinner limbo because I, won't, I don't want to have something that's too huge. Okay. I don't have time to do it because I have to go to hockey. Um, and I usually get home from work, you know, 6 o'clock, call it. So I'm in, a, I'm in a tight window. Factor is my go-to Thursday meal that I pop in, cook it up. It's really, really tasty, healthy, and don't feel too overloaded on the ice. And super easy cleanup because I don't have time to to make the thing, clean it all up, et cetera. Yeah. Go-to. Go-to.
1: Honestly, Factor has been fueling my uh, work lunches. Ooh, okay. No offense to the hospital food, but, like, sometimes it's hard to get, like, a good but also healthy meal Um, that's not just, like, a salad. Yeah. And when we got factor last week, I was like, cool. My yeah. whole hospital week set up right now. And I don't – uh, part like, for me, it's so important to eat a healthy lunch because when I go out and eat, we have, like, a 30-minute lunch break and I go back to the OR if I've, like, had – crappy food mm-hmm. i get into like a huge afternoon slump mm, and it like sure. totally affects my ability to like i mean i don't have to like run on productivity but i do need to be alert yeah totally. <laughs> for my patients and mm-hmm. when i like feel like crap and i like come in i'm like because then i'm like sitting in a cold or like it versus like all week mm-hmm. i would like would go have a factory meal for lunch first of all like don't even have to think about it just like throw it in my bag put it in the fridge at work have lunch, and then I like feel good, and I'm not like getting the sluggish afternoon slump, which has been awesome.
0: There you go. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100 percent ready to heat and eat, so there's no prep cooking or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com/mail50 and use code MAIL50 to get 50 percent off. That's code mail 50 at factormeals.com/mail50 to get 50 percent off. You want to do the next one, Sally.
1: Hey, Brett and Sally. Love the pod. Got a relationship question. I've been with my boyfriend for over four years now, and throughout the time, we've had a very healthy sex life. However, the past six-ish six, 6 whoa, six-ish months, he's got some stuff going on in his life that's causing a lot of stress and anxiety. And due to that, he's been on some meds recently. Because of the stress, anxiety, and the meds, his libido has basically died, and these days we're only having sex once every couple of weeks, if we're lucky. We've talked a lot about this, and he swears he's still attracted to me. It's just the meds and nothing to do with me, which I understand and do believe I'm doing my best to be extremely supportive and help him out wherever and however he needs. However, given the lack of sex, I'm starting to feel our relationship is a bit of roommatey, so I guess the next question is how do I maintain intimacies in ways that are not sex
0: uh first, I just want to super triple confirm like met some meds can crush your sex drive yeah totally like kill your libido yeah so i like if you were if she was wondering about that and still kind of like on the like yeah no that is 100 percent the case
1: okay yeah medically speaking i if this is like an issue
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh he probably needs to talk to his doctor
0: yeah especially if the meds are long-term yeah if it's not just like because a, a lot of
1: anxiety meds Mm -hmm. Or like depression meds that are used for anxiety can absolutely crush your libido. You're completely right. Like Mm -hmm. make it hard to get hard. There you go. Uh, Things like that. So if that's important to y'all, which it seems like it is, I think number one is talking to the doctor. Like, hey, what can we do? Like, can I get onto some testosterone? Sometimes even like a little testosterone can help with anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. Um, But like number one is going to your doctor being like, here's my side effect because Same thing can happen in women. Like if you are on Zoloft, things like that, it can absolutely kill your libido. Mm -hmm. Um, It also can like change some of your, you know, chemistry. So it can like make sex more difficult, things like that. Got it. Um, So in the same way that you would – I think people think like – Oh, if I, my side effect isn't like physical, I mean, this is physical too, sure. but also they're like, not like if I'm not nauseated or like breaking into hives, like I shouldn't mention it, but like mm-hmm. sex is a really important part of your everyday life. Sure. That's like, same thing as like weight gain or like mood swings or whatever your medication's causing, like mm-hmm. go talk to your doctor about it. Because a lot of times they can tweak either what you're on or do other things to help you. Um. But that's worth talking about medical professional wise. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would start there. Totally. Um, Number two, I also think that um, this is, I'm not saying that this is like a normal part of relationships, but also like given what's going on, plus you're like four years in, it's like you're not going to be boning like rabbits like you were when you first started dating. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So this question kind of applies to people who aren't even having the, like, medication aspect of it. I think that everyone goes through a physical slump. Seasons. Seasons.
0: Seasons of a relationship. Right.
1: Totally. Um, Especially with
0: stress and anxiety happening. That leads to a lot of just, like, hey, not in the mood, tired, don't feel it, don't feel hot, don't feel sexy.
1: Right. I think it's really important – and it has been important in like my relationship that when one of us is in that mood to not put like the onus on the other person. Cause I, I honestly think like it feel it feels like a rejection when it Ooh, you, okay. when you're like your partner doesn't want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. And you exactly what you said, you have to remember like that this is a real thing. These meds can cause that or mm-hmm. Or maybe, like, stress can totally affect it. Your mental health, your physical health. Like, think about, like... A poor night's sleep. Poor night's it sleep. Just, For just girls, like, yeah. if it's your period, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that can affect your sex drive. And the older we get and the more, like, that you're in a, a comfortable relationship, you mm-hmm. can start kind of identifying those things. Like, I know that if I go to Matzel Rancho and, like... Absolutely, eat my weight in queso. I'm not really feeling my sexiest. Mm. Okay. We're not yeah. like having a sexy night after that because right. I just loaded my body with cheese. A, that's a couch night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like kind of cluing into those things and also giving your partner some grace mm. when they're like, you would expect the same thing. You don't, you don't, just because you're on your period doesn't mean that you're not attracted to your boyfriend. Right. And totally. vice versa. So, like, yeah. give him some grace, number one. Mm-hmm. Have him talk to the doctor, and then intimacy-wise, like I mean, it's hard to be like what it like. Obviously, sex is a huge part of intimacy, sure. Uh, but maybe y'all can like you can fill your cup with other things.
0: I was thinking of like the like lo- love language stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how do you if you're if the physicality is kind of We've had pause on that for one reason or another. Right? Can you like? Is he a words of affirmation guy? Is he a gift giving guy? Can you can you be intimate with his like emotions more than his just physical body? And yeah. Can you, can you go? Can you go that direction? Like, write him a letter. Write him, you know, whatever his things are, and and maybe communicating to get to the bottom of what those things are is. A way to even introduce another side of intimacy, Um, do that for a little bit, and then like I I was thinking about what you said, like the rejection side of it. So if you initiate, are rejected, and you do that enough times, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not going to initiate anymore. Right? Do you think you like? I I was going to say, well, keep keep trying, keep initiating, because the guy at some point like is going to be. Anxiety is going to be figured out or stress is going to be figured out at his job or life or work or whatever it might be. Um, and, and that initiation is going to, going to work or mean something. Like, So I guess my question is, do you think she keeps initiating? Yeah. Okay. I do too. I also think... Even if she's rejected and and just keep going.
1: Right. We're, we're not sex therapists. Sure. But that's why there's a whole fucking career de- devoted to this because people obviously have issues with it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes too... Um, And this this goes for any couple who's going through a slump like the monotony of sex Mm. or the monotony of your relationship affects sex, I think, to the point where you're like, like rolling over after you've like watched a TV show to like do the deed just because you like it's been a couple weeks feels like Uh very unsexy sure so you also have to kind of think of like think of the ways the past few times that you've had sex maybe it's been because y'all had a fun night out or like had a date night or you're on vacation because sometimes you when you've been in a relationship that long you've got to introduce the stuff that like used to be exciting you got to keep it spice it up as they say spice it up like because I, i think in any relationship when you when when you're living together and you have children or you're you know you've just been together for years and years, mm-hmm. it's like you're not walking through the door wanting to jump that person's bones anymore right because they're your partner like they're your best friend, they're your lover, et cetera but like you're not like as much as I love to read a smut romance novel, like mm. even those people <laughs> the like the drive dies down after, you know, like you've got to like,
0: you've been, you've been to the mountaintop so many times that it's just, you know, it's,
1: so you've got to think about the things that have caused you to have sex mm -hmm. in the past few months and do those things. You know what I'm saying? Like go on a date, go take a staycation. Sure. Do wear the lingerie.
0: Oh, there you go. Um, I was thinking like, do you subscribe to the method or not subscribe per se, but like, have you heard of the before method? So like if you, instead of you're going to Matt's El Rancho tonight, we're going to, we're going to hook up before. And so yeah. like that's out of, well, so the, the sex part of it like is like That's like a big like thing about sex
1: too is especially as when you've, when you've moved past the like, we have to bone every minute of every day newness of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You also have to realize like the compatibility issues that like, Maybe, maybe he's like a morning sex person and you're only initiating at night. Like mm, okay. uh, control the things you can control because you can't fix his libido issues mm-hmm. until he adjusts meds or does something else. But yeah. maybe he's like – like ask him like, hey, no pressure. But like would you rather have sex in the morning or at night? Would you rather do it on a Saturday or like midweek? like are you stressed out and anxious about work and so midweek that's like a no go cuz you're upset about that mm-hmm. um and the weekends better like communicate communicate but i mean this sucks it sucks to go through this and i mm-hmm. think it's so common and then when you like google shit you're like that's a bad route to go in any situation, usually, yeah. because um, you're either
0: going to die or somebody's going to leave you,
1: right? <laughs> Are he like they're going to be like he's cheating on you or yeah. something terrible? Um, but if it's if it's that big of an issue, and especially because they're already communicating about it, I would also maybe seek some professional help. There you go. Because I don't, I don't think it's wrong to like go to therapy and talk about your sex life.
0: Totally, it can the be. Therapist. It can be. It doesn't even have to be a sex therapist. I think in that case, it can just
1: literally be your therapist. Sure,
0: friend. Therapist, internet therapists.
1: And keep talking about it. And don't, yeah. don't get discouraged. Don't get rejected. Mm-hmm. He knows and you want to come from a place of like, I care about you and I understand this is happening. I, it's important to me and I don't want you to feel like a chore, but like what can we do? What is like working for you?
0: There you go. Yeah. I, I think that they're doing a great job of communicating. Keep communicating. Don't get discouraged. Don't, get, um, don't let that resentment factor ever enter the right. equation. Right. Just be like, Yo, checking in. Where are we at? You yeah. Know, still, still want to jump your bones. What's what's the what's the reciprocation factor here? Right. And, you know, just keep having them. You have answers. Yeah. Let's talk about our friends over at Prize Pitch real quick, Sally. It's demon time on Prize Pitch. You can now win up to 100 X your money with as little as four correct picks. That's that's turning ten dollars into a thousand dollars. Wow. Must be nice. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way uh, to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins can get you different payouts, and you can now win up to 100 extra money with as little as four correct picks. Um, You can play against uh, Meek Mill on prize picks if you want to. Are you familiar with Meek Mill? Yes. He's a rapper, and uh, he's on prize picks. You can also uh, get injury insurance from prize picks so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that player projection won't count against you okay and the rest of your entry stays live they are the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy how about that that's great really simple to play put your picks in less than 60 seconds overs and unders that's all it is it's great they offer they also offer weekly promotions that lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25 percent to provide even more value. They also offer Apple pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. then to hop on prize picks and see what the, see what the basketball lines are like tonight. Just a couple over unders yeah what's your what's your sport of choice in the uh, after football season, Sally Tuning into college b-ball yet.
1: Yes, because I'm a big March Madness fan. Of course. So the, the like the next few weeks are really exciting because mm-hmm. we're like about to hit the tournament, but yep. you also are like you're in those final few games, and then we get to the the conference tournaments, which is really fun. Mm,
0: very fun.
1: The great thing about basketball and like sports betting and like the prize picks is like there's so many games. So you like you can you can kind of dip your toe in a bunch of different things.
0: You sure can. Here's the deal, Sally. It's very easy to play. Go to prizepickscom slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepickscom slash mail and use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, let's do the last one, Sally. What routine do you have, Sally freeze that you love? Pre-making coffee the night before? Meal prep? Kids dinner? What is something about your daily routine that you just adore?
1: (laughs) Do you have an answer? Yeah. Okay, you go first.
0: I do. I love um, when I get home from work, we usually leave between 4.30 and 5, where I do. Me and Randy kind of chill for a little bit. But uh, I get home. I take my meat out of the freezer or whatever I'm going to cook that night. Okay. And I do a little uh, Yeti tumbler of wine, like okay. maybe a pour and a half, and I go for my walk. And I get uh, a lap or two, like one lap around the road that leads to my apartment complex is 1.75 miles. Okay. <laughs> so it's a it's a solid like 30 minute lap, and then sometimes I'll sometimes I'll pull two laps and get the get like the full 3 mile hour long walk in. Three and a half, something like that. So I am a huge walk guy right now, with a little tumbler wine, having a little my ear You're earbuds doing a rich in. Rich mom walk. And I'm doing a, a flirty, what's it, hot girl walk. Hot girl. Yeah, walk. I'm doing my hot girl walks, and it's 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 been so nice because the temperature has been great. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do in the summer, but uh, yeah, it's just been a, a part of my day that I've enjoyed like tremendously. Okay. And so I'm I'm a big I'm big into walking. I also love making dinner now. I've become I've become a little bit of a chef. So I wow. really enjoy it. I'm not like I'm, I'm not saying I'm good. I just love the process. Okay. So, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm getting really into cooking, really into walking. I'm just becoming a, a hot rich mom basically. Is wow. I'm
1: That's saying. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's gonna sound pretty depressing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you love sleeping.
1: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Right now, my routine is not phenomenal because we are very much adjusting to having two children and me being back at work. Two
0: children, you're back at work, new house. New house. Your routine is is Uh, non-existent. And
1: I get home and the kids are like, it's in the middle of witching hour. And so it's Mm. like a full-blown sprint until we can get them to bed. Sure, But I guess the routine that we're currently in that I'm enjoying is that like once they're in bed, usually then I make dinner for Will and I. Mm-hmm. And um, have like a cocktail. Will's been making me um Campari sodas, which Ooh, is a delight. Very nice. Just a real low ABV cocktail. Make dinner. Mm-hmm. Sit on the couch together and like watch trashy TV. There you go. The challenge actually just wrapped up, which Klein and I have been. Well, and me, Will, Klein, and Lexi have a very robust group chat about. Wow. We might do a. a a challenge podcast the next, oh next my God. I'm like so into it. It's actually kind of embarrassing. But uh, Will and I l- like love some trashy TV. Mm-hmm. We also have been watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon Prime that I freaking Sh- major love. Major shouts. Major shouts and like great show. Uh, usually watch one episode and then, mm-hmm. and then I read my romance novel before I go to bed.
0: Rom-com, real smutty stuff.
1: Yeah, it just depends. Okay. Uh, Colleen
0: Hoover, right? Is that no, one?
1: I have never read a Colleen Hoover book. Actually,
0: I, that's just a name. I read. I don't
1: know. No, I mean she's a big romance okay. novelist. Okay. I've actually never read one of her books. Oh, okay. Uh Yeah, usually that's that's our routine. It's like we mm. spend time together, and then I go read a book, and will go will will goes and listens to a record.
0: I'm I'm also big on the record thing. I have like a like Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings too. I I almost get up earlier than I do during the week. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but I have loved getting a coffee or or a celsius and the way the light is hitting my my place right now, the natural light, it is like stunning. And I will just sit in silence. Yeah. At like 7:44 in the morning. Drink my little drink and just like appreciate yeah. the the light and the the na- like nature. I've just I don't know. I've I've had like a good 20 30 minute just sitting in silence like sunbathing basically in my living room the last couple weeks just just because of the way the light naturally is coming in right now. I love it. I love it. I don't know. That's not really a routine, but just something I've been doing that I love. Yeah. So that's, yeah.
1: Will's a lot more routine-based than I am. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. There you go. During the week. But I also... That's untrue because I'm like I'm a pretty type A like routine based person, but I also like right now because of the children I, I am.
0: You're more of a get shit done like you. Yeah. You need to like you're you plan
1: each day out, but I don't not like every revel day is the same. I just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's very maybe getting ready for like a date or like the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's like a full blown like I could take an everything shower. Mm, there you go. Like do my makeup by like have a glass of wine. That's something I enjoy and, like, usually have time for if we have a babysitter. But, like, again, to the person who asks questions about having kids, <laughs> uh, Get your routine ready for a routine revolves of... around them. Yeah. So that sounds probably pretty depressing to the rest yeah. of the listeners out there. But that's what my life is right That's
0: now. parenthood. Mm-hmm. And that makes it fun. Then then all of a sudden they will be, like, seven and five. And then you're going to be, like, all right, well, soccer is my routine now. Yeah. And, like I play hockey with a lot of uh, hockey dads. Yeah. That they all talk like the the local hockey league politics and oh man. the travel and this kid and that kid and playing time. It's like oh you guys like that's your life.
1: Yeah, they're. I'm in like
0: it. I'm thinking about the way my dad was like a hockey dad, and I'm like, did you guys like did you have that same experience? And I don't know. So looking forward to that. Yeah,
1: exciting.
0: I I asked Dylan because Dylan's gonna be a little lead coach for parts, i was like dude get me in the door like i i want to be a coach so bad
1: you want to be like a, a third base coach? yeah like a
0: third base coach like the the the, the like just the, i don't know does I wanna, that come I off creepy though
1: it. if you don't have a kid
0: it would be creepy if i didn't know like dylan like if dylan wasn't coaching i wouldn't be like hey like can i sign up to like coach your kids just yeah. randomly i would need to know like a a dad that's also coaching yeah um but I just wanna I just wanna coach. I can't wait. I should probably just have a kid then. Yeah. Or just <laughs> my sole reason for fathering you a child.
1: Co- coach Fritz and something. I don't know.
0: That's right. We gotta get uh knee hockey for Fritz. It's almost that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's gonna do it for us today, Sally. Anything else before we uh before we jump out of here?
1: No, I gotta I gotta get on a work call. No, have I gotta fun. like start my hot girl shit before this wedding.
0: Same, same. Hopefully, uh, my touch fits. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you?
1: You can find me on Sally DeVries on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I am Brett Merriman, at Schmerriman, on both of those platforms. And we'll see y'all next week.
1: Bye. Bye.